are now listening to the podcast 82488. A big speech equal parts charm and obfuscation that also appealed to her sense of order and logic and numbers. Jacob's default skill was explaining his own lack of drive and commitment as some sort of universal right, a fact similar to how every single facet of existence boiled down to one plus one. And that was a selection from today's novel, Light Years from Home, by author Mike Page 8 Page 8 is blank So this is page 18 She had an unhappy cat to attend to But this text from Layla Wouldn't let her go We need to talk This is huge It's so electric that it's lightening the mood Effie ignored the terrible pun Layla's trademark Form of communication Huge the word implied so much. So many possibilities from the normally calm, normally data-driven Layla. Her phone vibrated again, still in her head. Seriously, call me ASAP. The buzzing must have startled the nervous cat, at least based on the sudden, oh no, I'm sorry, from her owner and the sound of liquid dripping on the exam table. Maxine yowled. The overweight, dilute-colored, dirty, clearly upset about the situation. Oh gosh, said Maxine's owner, a pale woman with a splash of purple in her short blonde hair. I'm so sorry, Maxine hissed at no one in particular, then dashed into the open cat carrier setting on the exam table. Evie froze, suddenly caught between two worlds. On one hand, the exam table was covered in cat pee, and Maxine had dashed back into the carrier after taking long minutes to be coaxed out. On the other, Layla from the Red Network had said to call ASAP. That in itself was unusual. Usually the Reds sent emails, maybe a text if Effie flubbed an edit or their web show or if their viewing metrics spiked. Unscheduled discussion was rare. Broadcasting hours of scientific theory behind alien abduction already involved a lot of time and talking, and they all had day jobs. This level of persistence meant something significant. From the carrier, Maxine mooed again, pulling Effie back to her responsibilities. Yes, she was there to help animals. But something urgent from the Reds might indicate something way, way, way bigger than an annual physical for a sweet but nervous cat. Page 24. Every pause and inflection etched in permanence, a big speech equal parts charm and obfuscation that also appealed to her sense of order and logic and numbers. Jacob's default skill was explaining his own lack of drive and commitment as some sort of universal right, a fact similar to how every single facet of existence boiled down to one plus one. But deep down, Effie always knew Jacob's happy-go-lucky bull 
bullcrap was a facade. And on that day, everything has shifted when he saw her concern. As though her discomfort activated his big brother mode. The same gregarious vibe that disarmed people, except synthesized with a genuine bit of sibling protectiveness. That afternoon, the cavalier braggart changed from 20 minutes, cockiness swapped out for empathy, an open mind about Evie's concern. Jacob would still take the drugs, sure, but he wanted to ease her worries. And the surprising thing was that it wasn't surprising, at least not to Evie. Cassie called her twin a deadbeat, never taking him seriously. But maybe if she'd had, if mom and dad had, they would have understood Jacob better too. In the end, it didn't matter though. Once Jacob vanished, mom sank into work, Cassie became frigid and dead. Effie just hoped dad would be proud of the way she carried on her promise. Snow stung on her nose and cheeks, reminding her of the task at hand. Effie shook her head chastising herself for indulging in the past when there was work to do. This moment needed her phone. She turned the camera to selfie mode, then stared right at the image of herself before tapping the button. No smile, no grin, nothing worth posting on social media. Simply a moment captured in time, a single frame showing who she was when she learned that Jacob might have come home and then she told herself to put those memories away for now. To keep them at bay until she had more data, she returned to the small facility, ear pressing to the various exam rooms until she heard Dr. Ferenz finishing up. Page 88. Chapter 10, Evie. The moment wasn't quite like what Evie had imagined. Given how they'd found Dad shivering by the lake years ago, Effie had imagined Jacob would arrive in similar fashion. But it wasn't shocking or desperate or mysterious. His t-shirt had said, Reno is for winners, definitely qualified as something else. Yet it wasn't just how Jacob was dressed, emerging from a rideshare as if this were a family barbecue. Effie thought of the theories that Cassie had insisted upon for years, but there had to be more. She refused to let Cassie's skepticism and anger fill in the gaps. When she hugged her brother, Effie offered the embrace with a full commitment to her truth. The hug was validation and victory and reunion all in one, even if Jacob tried to get out of it. She'd been right all along. Jacob was alive, and given the data from the Reds, Effie breathed with a certainty. It was all related to extraterrestrials. It had to be, but she wouldn't press now. The end. Light years from home. By Mike Chan. Throughout the flight of literature, you will find a story that touches your soul. Please support the authors in this show by viewing the books on the website 82488.com. That's numbers 824, the word 80.